I love that. Changing the meaning of Christmas from what can I get to what can I give. So that's what we've been trying to do as a congregation. So we have two families that we are, actually three families, but two through Best Christmas Ever officially that we are sponsoring. So we have ways for you to give today. At the end, we're going to take an offering and, and uh, we can designate money towards that. In the last few weeks, we've given towards um, a couple different missionaries from around the world. We've given towards an organization that helps with foster care and adoption here in Minnesota. And then today, we want to be local in Farmington to help a couple of families through no fault of their own who have really, really had a tough year, who have fallen on some really difficult times. So in the lobby downstairs, there's a little Christmas tree with some gift tags on them. Um, we want to see all those taken and, and uh, purchased, and we need to have those back by Friday. So I don't know if you've noticed this in our world today, but shipping from Amazon is a bit of a, a, bit of a mess these days. So I don't believe if you order these on Amazon t today or tomorrow that they are going to get here in time. So you might have to go old-fashioned and get in your car <laughs> and go to a store and use your wallet and stuff like that. Write a check or something like that. Um, and then if you want to just give towards that uh, effort today, we will have an opportunity at the end. All right. I love what we're experiencing today, that video from Best Christmas Ever, these awesome kids doing the musical. It just shows us that in any year, Christmas gives us a reason for joy and for hope, right? Right? Awesome. And we need it this year. I've been feeling it. We need... Uh, Christmas this year more than ever. It's more complicated this year. Um, so I am looking forward to more Christmas this year, more than any other year. I'm not necessarily looking forward to more, um, is it Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree, that old school arrangement of that? I could do without a few more. I could do a few less of those. I don't necessarily need more Christmas Hallmark movies. <laughs> I heard, a, I heard a joke, I heard a joke, and I'm going to probably not get it right, and I'm going to use up valuable minutes trying to remember how to tell this joke, but what has two settings, 16 actors, and 12 different storylines? The answer is 700 Hallmark Christmas movies. But here's what we need more of this year is just a lift in our spirits, a lift in our countenance, hope and rest. Because Christmas is more difficult this year. There's the surfacey things. It's just harder relationally. It's hard to get together with families. And there are some financial challenges that some people are facing uniquely to 2020. And then we recognize there are some people who have had a really, really hard year. Sickness, loss of loved ones. We know people in our church who have loved ones in ICU today. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a struggle this year. And generally speaking, there's just an underlying stress. Maybe I'm the only one who feels it. So I was so encouraged by the kids singing today. I'm so encouraged by Best Christmas Ever, ways that we can be generous. And I'm encouraged by Isaiah chapter 61. And I'm going to read that, and it'll be up on the screen. It says this, Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 2. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because, he, the, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. Amen. Old Testament prophets like Isaiah, they would prophesy about things. They would hear from God and they would write these things down or proclaim these things and others would write them down of things that were yet to come. This is the idea of a prophecy. This is what Isaiah was doing. So here Isaiah is proclaiming there will be a day of good news, freedom, 
liberty, and then it says the year, proclaiming the year of our Lord. Now, we would think of that and be like, well, it's the year of our Lord 2020 right now. But no, this, what he is saying is proclaim the year of Jubilee. And in the Old Testament, the year of Jubilee would come every 50 years where if you were indebted, the debts were wiped out. If you were a, a slave indebted and you were working off, like as a slave, working off a debt that you owed, that was wiped clean. Slaves were free. Debts were wiped out. It was like a, and a, a year of rest was proclaimed. That sounds great. A new start, freedom, liberty for the captive. It was the year of Jubilee. So Isaiah is pro- proclaiming, I'm bringing good news. There's gonna, it's going to be like a year of Jubilee where everyone's debt is wiped clean, freedom for the captives. Now, if you were in Israel in this time when Isaiah said this, Israel was in exile, meaning Babylon had captured them, tore down the city walls, the temple had been destroyed, many citizens of Israel had been taken to Babylon to live essentially as slaves in Babylon. So imagine the season that they were going through, the Israelites, a tough season where they don't even have freedom. They don't know if they have hope. They don't know what the future holds. They don't know how they're going to get out of this situation. So Isaiah's words would certainly be welcome. They would have heard that and said, there's going to become a day when we're going to go home to Israel. There's going to be a day where we're not going to be slaves in Babylon anymore. But Isaiah was not necessarily talking about this. Isaiah was talking about something much bigger. Now, in the preacher world, that's like a teaser. So I need the kids to help me here. Kids, I need like a, like a dun-dun-dun. Can you do that? All right, we need just the kids here really loud, okay? Really, repeat after me. Dun-dun-dun. All right, we're getting there. So I'm going to say the teaser, and then you're going to, when I point to you, you go dun-dun-dun, okay? However, Isaiah was talking about something much bigger. Yes. So fast forward to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 in the New Testament. This is right after the Christmas story. This is some of the verses that were just read in this musical. Right after the angels appeared and the wise men and the, and the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4 comes along. And this is Jesus as he's grown. And I'm going to read a couple of verses from Luke chapter 4, verse 17. And it says this, Jesus is teaching... And, uh, and then it says this in Luke 4, 17, And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, handed to Jesus to teach from it. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. And these words should sound familiar if you were paying attention just a couple of minutes ago. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the year of Jubilee. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, get this, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. This scripture is fulfilled by Jesus. So the words of hope that Isaiah was writing about hundreds of years before have to do with Jesus coming to earth. Jesus proclaims, I'm the one Isaiah was talking about. I'm going to set free the captive. I'm going to bring hope to the hopeless, to bring sight to the blind, to free those. The year of Jubilee, those who are slavery and in debt are set free because of Jesus. Amen. This is the good news. This is what we have been singing about today. This is what the kids have been singing about today. If you go back to Israel in exile in Babylon, they would be allowed to return 
to Jerusalem. They would be allowed to rebuild the city walls and rebuild the temple, but they were never really truly allowed to be free. Because after Babylon, Babylon, Babylon was conquered by the Persian Empire, and then eventually Persia was conquered by the Roman Empire. And if you know the Jesus story, the Roman Empire was who was in charge. So Israel still is not living free. So people listening to Jesus would also find great hope in the words of Isaiah. So the words of Isaiah bring hope to the Israelites like hundreds of years before. Now in the day of Jesus, they're bringing great hope because they too need freedom. But these words of Isaiah bring hope to way more than that. These words of Isaiah bring hope to way more than that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's very good. These words of Isaiah bring hope to us today, don't they? I love that musical line. Uh, one of the characters, when they, when they heard the good news, it said, it makes my heart want to dance. We could use that this year, right? Some of you are good, very Scandinavian Minnesotans, and the only dancing you're going to do is maybe your heart will dance just a little bit, right? And we'll take that in a year like 2020, because there are a lot of people seemingly without hope this year. And unlike the Israelites in Babylon, unlike first century Jews listening to Jesus, we today know the rest of the story. I love that was part of the musical. We know how this story plays out. Jesus would grow up. Jesus would die as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus would be raised to life as victory over death. He is the author of salvation, the hope of the world, the giver of life and freedom. And today it just feels like these things are just, everyone feels a little shaky just with life and darkness and just hopelessness. Jesus brings us these things. And it was prophesied by Isaiah thousands of years ago. So here's what I want to do as we wrap up today. Knowing that Isaiah was talking about Jesus when he prophesied these words in Isaiah chapter 61. And knowing that we are celebrating the arrival of Jesus this time of year and today at Homestead, I want to reread Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 3, and I want us to receive the word of the Lord today for your life. This is Isaiah talking to you. This was written in the Word of God, speaking to your life and your circumstance, whatever you're dealing with today. This is Isaiah speaking hope into your Christmas this year, 2020, when we need it maybe more than we have in the years past, okay? So here's what I want to do. I want us to stand together if we could. We're going to wrap up by rereading Isaiah chapter 61, 1 through 3. I want us to read it all together. Kids, I want you to read with me, okay? We're going to throw that first one up on the screen, and I want us to apply the Word of God to your life today. Let's read it together. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, I can't hear you, is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Next slide. And release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Amen. That's what he's talking. I love that last line. You will be like oaks of righteousness. And I'm just going to pray this blessing over you today. A planting of the Lord for his splendor. In other words... God's goodness is on display in your life. That's what this is supposed to mean. 
It means that how he gets you through the difficult circumstances is gonna be like a display, like a, like a Google review for the good goodness of God, okay? So imagine someone giving a review of God's goodness. That's what your life is meant to be. That's how God is working in your heart this Christmas season, to bring beauty instead of ashes. When there is days of mourning, to bring gladness and joy. Amen, do you receive that today? Do you receive the word of the Lord today? Let's pray together, yes, amen. Heavenly Father, I pray that the, the words of Isaiah would ring true in everyone's heart today. I pray that they would be a display of your glory and your splendor and your goodness and your life and freedom and joy and hope and peace. When everything around is stormy, Lord, we want our lives to display your goodness, your freedom, the year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee where we know our debts have been paid that we find our rest in you and that we walk in freedom and a new life. This is the word of the Lord for your church and your people today. So I pray that your people would receive it, that it would fall on good soil today, that we would walk out of here filled with hope, that we would get through this Christmas season filled with life and light to all that we see, to share your goodness with others. We proclaim it in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.